0: Hey, productive people, this is Art Gelwicks for the Idea Pump. I wanted to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. No matter how hard we plan, there are times when adversity strikes and throws all our efforts off the rails. We've likely all experienced this at one time or another. In my own case, it was quite recent, quite traumatic and continues as an ongoing challenge. Recently, a member of my immediate family was struck by a sudden severe illness, resulting in the loss of movement and self-care. There was no warning, no early signs, no time to prepare. Within a matter of hours, the damage was done, catapulting my world into a level of chaos I was unprepared for, but from which I did not have the opportunity to take time to recover. It was this situation that put my systems and tools to a level of test I had never expected, nor designed them for. The first test came in the need to manage the flow of communications to a large group of people unexpectedly. Normally, our processes help us manage a controlled distribution of information, sending emails and texts, making calls, all with an even-handed approach. When crisis strikes, smooth control is exchanged with a fire hose of demands and information. To my luck, this is where the first part of my system came to my rescue. I maintain all the contact information I need for families and friend, family and friends in my smartphone. Now in any given month, I may make a dozen calls. Most of my communications are electronic rather than voice. Within the first hours of the event, I had made a dozen calls already and that was only the beginning. I needed an immediate way to organize the contact information for instant access without wasting time searching. Using the launcher on my smartphone, EV launcher if you're an Android user, I created a launcher page and added direct shortcuts to the most direct method to reach a key contact. For some, that was a voice call. For others, a text message. The important part was I didn't need to remember what worked best for each person once the decision had been made. From that point on, I could just reach out to whomever I needed with just a tap. I've thought about if it would have been more efficient for those who use text messaging at least to create a group text message and broadcast the updates. But I decided against that due to the carbon copy effect we all know can happen. Control of information flow was the paramount need, more than convenience. The next challenge was handling the massive influx of information I had to parse, understand, react to, and share. This is where the long-practiced habit of capture everything came into play. Unfortunately, this also revealed the largest weakness in my capture tools. You see, my capture tools are set up to handle a certain volume of incoming information at any time. Now, the format could vary, but the amount never exceeded a reasonable level, such as action items during a staff meeting. This wasn't the case any longer. Now I had information coming at me as fast as Eminem lyrics, and there was no time to organize as I went. I had to capture as I went, starting and stopping at a moment's notice, and then circle back to make sense when a moment of quiet could be found. My saving grace was the ability to take handwritten notes on my smartphone. Now, I know the argument will be made that typing is faster, uh, it isn't, or that notes could be captured by voice. Well, they can't when you're trying to listen to a doctor or a nurse on the phone. But what it came down to is I needed to write down and move on rather than worrying about things like autocorrect. Yes, you could accomplish the same thing with analog notebooks for the most part. But for me, the digital tools offered more advantages than disadvantages. Regardless of the tool, the process of immediate capture was critical especially when you're operating on four hours of sleep out of 48. As the immediate crisis evolved into an ongoing support and care effort, I fell back on my systems to provide the support I needed so I could provide the support needed for me. When a family member was worried and wanted to know what was going on, being able to look up the name of a doctor, diagnosis, testing protocol, or treatment option, not only provided information, but also peace of mind. Nothing is more disconcerting than the phrase, I don't know when a loved one is in crisis. If you've ever had a loved one in the hospital, you know there are great stretches of waiting broken up with periods of stress, uncertainty, and doubt. I forced myself to follow my own advice and use those periods of waiting to process the information and formulate plans of action and questions to ask. Now, it sounds cold and clinical, but it truly kept me from breaking down and curling up into an overwhelmed ball of worry. The idle time could be used Looking up information, researching terms and courses of treatment to be followed, learning about tests and approaches for diagnosis. Now, my normal tool of choice would have been OneNote, but due to the need for rapid capture of text, handwriting, and images, and the subsequent sharing of that information, I dove headfirst into Google Keep. I was willing to sacrifice the more structured parts of my system in deference to speed and flexibility. Finally came the issue of continuing information access. Living wills, power of attorney documents, insurance documents, they all started to accumulate. Some were here, some were there, some were in secure locations all were needed at a moment's notice when questions arose. Google Drive became my repository, not only for capacious storage, but because of image scanning and folder sharing as well. I needed a way to have a filing cabinet in my pocket and share that filing cabinet with my sibling so that we both had the information we needed at any time. I'll admit that if I looked at my productivity systems with a critical eye, I'd cringe and likely chastise myself for allowing things to become so imperfect during this situation. But after the past few weeks, I have yet again needed to remind myself that the perfect system is a fool's errand, and the single tool for all needs is a unicorn in the forest. Holding to the core tenets of my system, capture, process, report, is what made the difference for me, not the tool I was using. It's in the crucible of real life that we and our systems are tested. Only there do we know whether our hours of preparation and design have been worth the effort. Only there can we discover if we truly have a system we can trust? I don't wish this kind of test on my worst enemy, but it has reminded me of a saying we should all follow when trying to be productive. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. I've often said that productivity is doing the right things at the right time in the right ways. Now I know that's a narrow and almost arrogant definition. True productivity is about systems handling the small things so that we can focus on the most important project of all, life. Thanks for setting aside some of your time to listen to this episode of the Being Productive Podcast. If you found this interesting or helpful, Please share the podcast with your friends and your colleagues. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach me at Art Gelwix on Twitter, at my blog, theideapump.com, or the best way is by joining the Productive Professionals community at www.productive-professionals.com. Thanks again for listening, and here's to you being productive.